0: Hello, and welcome back to the next episode of the Video Production Academy podcast. I'm delighted that you've joined us today. I'm also delighted to welcome Heidi to the podcast as well. Now, an amazing thing about Heidi, is she's based over in the US, but works for an Australian business, which absolutely makes my head spin. And I love it because it shows just how amazing technology is. So Heidi, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really
1: excited to be here.
0: So firstly, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell the audience what it
1: is that you do. Sure. So like you already said, my name is Heidi and I work for a company in Australia called Digital Darts. And we work primarily with e-commerce, growing e-commerce stores and Shopify stores. And my specialty is Facebook ads and Instagram ads specifically. That's
0: that's really cool because it's I want to say it's a minefield, and I'm not sure that it is a minefield, but it's certainly not for the beginner, I don't think.
1: Correct. Yes, I think that you can kind of, you can try, but there's definitely some strategy and some things that behind it that really make it work, especially in this time since post iOS 14. I think it's quite easy to throw money at it not knowing what you're doing and get no result. Definitely. Yeah, a hundred percent. And especially Facebook is always encouraging you to make this post, boost this post. This post has got so many likes. Boost this one. And you kind of fall into that trap, but that's really just spending money in hopes that something is going to happen.
0: Yeah. Wishful marketing.
1: Exactly. <laughs> So are there different use cases for Facebook marketing? I do e-commerce and that's slightly different than you would do for coaching, for instance. So there are different, slightly different strategies. Overall, the idea is the same. You're targeting to a cold audience at the very top of your funnel. Then you're going to a warm audience and then you're finally getting to the sale at the bottom of the funnel, especially for coaching. That's usually where it happens. Sometimes with e-commerce, you can show ad once and it'll sell at the top of the funnel. But a lot of times that's how it's still that same funnel structure.
0: Is there a difference when it's for something that's maybe like a knowledge commerce based compared with something like bricks and mortar? Because with my business, I sit in both camps. So I've got a computer repair shop, but we also have the tech academies as part of it. So it's both things. And they seem to be very different different in the way that it works for marketing and Facebook marketing.
1: Definitely. Yeah, a hundred percent. And for the brick and mortar, it's kind of a whole different ball game with what you post on your Instagram and what platforms even you use. Like for instance, one of the pen shops that I follow, they really do a great job on TikTok. And so they kind of use that for their Instagram and that really works for them. But I have another client who is a brick and mortar and she's strictly just Instagram. TikTok really doesn't work for her. So you have to play with the platforms when you're brick and mortar and figure out what it is, what platform works for you. And sometimes Facebook isn't the spot. Sometimes it's just Instagram. So you just have to play with it.
0: There's so much to learn with it because we're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And I'm very much trial and error. And I haven't got my head around Instagram at all. I think I'm probably doing better with TikTok than I am with Instagram. And what I'm doing is producing video for TikTok and then sharing it back to Instagram. But it's little things like um, if I use the podcast logo compared with using the VPA logo, the VPA logo does better than the podcast logo. And I don't think it's actually necessarily the logos. I think it's the waveform. Because with one, I'll use a straight waveform. The one I use rings, the rings does better than the straight one. So it's little tiny nuances and tweaks that make a big difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Things you would never expect too, just like that, lines versus circles. Who would have guessed? But there is, you do, that is the cornerstone of getting your ads to work well is testing all of those things, your hooks, your stuff little icons that you put within the ad and placement all of those things so it's really important to just test 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 until you know what works
0: one of the things that I read about the testing is don't change too many things so if you're testing two things side by side just have one element that's different because otherwise you won't know what's successful and what's not what's actually made the change
1: yes 100 percent. make sure everything that you do is consistent. So you've got to target to the same people. You've got to have the same audience. You've got to have the same placement. And then you just have to change one tiny thing and test that and then go from there. But otherwise, and I always tell people, make sure you have a hypothesis. Sometimes people test and just willy nilly kind of, and they don't ever have, they're not like, well, I think this is going to happen or I'm testing because I want this to happen. There's no hypothesis. So, you really have to have that hypothesis in order to make sense of what you're seeing. So, really, you're working your way backwards. You're going
0: with the end result I would like is this. What I think it will be is somewhere between here and here. And let's see how we get to that point.
1: Yes. And sometimes it blows you out of the water. It's completely the opposite of what you think. So, you just have to test.
0: It's really funny when something works, and you're like, "Oh, why did it do that?" And then you do something yes. similar, and it doesn't, and you're like, "Well, why didn't it do that?"
1: Yeah. Yes. What isn't resonating with that the audience? I like to tell people to try to test to a broad audience because, especially with iOS 14 right now, having really targeted interests really just kind of eliminates the broader generate population and because we've lost so much data, it's really hard to then scale your ads. If you've taken this one ad and you've tested it to this one tiny type of person, and then you want to take it to the next level, you will never have any idea if that same thing is going to work at that next level. You really have to test to a broad audience, see if it works for everyone, and then you can test to that small audience. So, you're kind of doing it backwards now from what we would have done in the past. It sounds like it's really keeping you on your toes. It is, yes. It has been a roller coaster this last couple of years for sure. So, has <laughs> it been a good one or has it been a stressful one? Overall, pretty good. I think I like to say that it's making us better marketers, but there have been a lot of ups and downs. Facebook, I wouldn't say, has really taken the reins on teaching marketers what's going to happen. They've just sort of been like, we don't know. And I hope you figure it out. And we have, <laughs> but it has, it has taken a long journey to get to where we are and things are still changing. So it's just about being adaptable and living on your feet, I guess, which I quite enjoy. So I think <laughs> if you're used to doing the same things over and over again, and you feel comfortable doing that, then probably it's going to be real tricky for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does sound like that. I haven't started to have a look at the information that's there, but TikTok seems to be really aiming towards being able to help people, help businesses do well on their platform. But I don't know if that's because they're able to help people or because it's financially viable for them.
1: Yeah, I think probably a combination of both. TikTok's an interesting one. For a while there, we thought it was going to be Snapchat. That was sort of the next big thing. And so we were testing Snapchat ads. And then all of a sudden, that just in a blink of an eye disappeared. And it was TikTok. So TikTok could be, so far, it's been working well, but TikTok could be Snapchat in another six months. You know, it's just technology moves so fast, it's hard to say. But right now it's working really good using TikTok and then pulling it into Instagram or Facebook.
0: It was interesting because Clubhouse kind of really came out of nowhere. And at the time I didn't have an iPhone. I was on Android and I was like, oh, but I want to be able to do this and I can't do this. And by the time I got changed over with phones, it kind of got yeah, it's fizzled now. And it doesn't
1: seem to have as much prominence that it did. No, no, I don't hear anybody talking about Clubhouse anymore. So these things, and remember at the very maybe this wasn't over there, but in the very start of the pandemic, there was something that was like House Party. It was an app called House Party, and everybody would get in it, and like you could visit all your friends in the house party. And then all of a sudden that disappeared too. So it's hard to say. We didn't have that one. That was okay.
0: We just kind of all started to live on Zoom. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) One of the really interesting things with TikTok is the way that they are changing the way that people think with regards to things like you can get TikTok shops. So as a business, I can have my products on there. So, I've not seen it particularly roll out. I was talking to a guy who is a TikTok expert who is on one of the previous episodes, Matt, and he uh, has done a huge amount of research into it. And so, he's seen how the Chinese versions worked, and he can see how our version's following up with it. So, you could be watching something, and you literally can click and buy the shirt that that person is wearing, can buy the plant that's in the background, you know, all the product placement that's in there. You can click on and buy directly from TikTok, which is oh wow incredible and kind of frightening, but incredible. The yeah, the idea that you go, oh, do you know what? Actually, I like that plant that's in the background. I'm just going to click and buy that.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't realize that that had that feature had rolled out already. I've heard rumors on the street, but I didn't realize that was the thing. Just that's, starting. Yeah, it, that's
0: incredible. So I'll have to see where that one goes and maybe circle back at a future date to go. What do you
1: think about that? (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely.
0: (laughs) So one of the things with Facebook marketing that I really struggled with was the pixel because you hear about it and it's an incredibly powerful tool. And I understand that it's a little bit of code. But actually, it was really, really difficult to find out how do you get it and where do you put it? And I did a whole heap of training and got nowhere with it. And then I watched somebody else and in 10 minutes she had it sorted and I understood it. So it was one of those things that I found incredibly confusing for something that actually really shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, definitely. And also don't get too comfortable with the pixel because word on the street is that that's phasing out. And Facebook is going to be using Cappy now, or what they call it Cappy, and it's a server side program. So it's sort of like the pixel in that it tracks who's been to your website and all of those things that you need to know for tracking. But it'll be able to gather more information than what we could have with just the pixel and it kind of communicates with other platforms a little bit better. Right. So the goal is to kind of get some more data into the funnel right, or into the algorithm. So yeah. whether this is sort of like a new thing, again, we've implemented Capi over this last year, but it's even more confusing than the pixel, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) I was gonna say, is it easier? I was hoping you were gonna say yes.
1: Yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) There's all sorts of steps that you have to do.
0: I suppose this is a good thing that, you know, there's organizations and individuals like you to be
1: there for when we go, okay,
0: this hurts, please fix. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah. And luckily, I think there's a lot of YouTubers out there that are starting to make YouTube videos about how to implement Cappy on your website. So I think it'll work out. It always does. But yeah, it'll just take us a while to get there. There's always that transition.
0: that's always, it's really uncomfortable where you have the early adopters that forge the way ahead. And then you have the people that follow on and then you have the laggards at the very end sort of kicking and screaming and not really wanting to go. And I would like to think I'm in the middle.
1: Yes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think that's a good analogy. Yeah, it's good in some ways, the fact that it changes all the time because it's interesting. But there's also that element of, gosh darn it, I've just got my head around the pixel and
1: now you're going to change it? Really?
0: No, please
1: yes and that seems to be the way facebook operates in general they're like one day they're like we're going to do this and the next day they're like nope just kidding we're not doing that anymore we're going to do something else so you get prepared for one thing and it's another thing all the time
0: do you think that's going to make people move away from the platform yeah I
1: yes I think that that is partially probably what would make people move away from the platform yeah I mean, like you were saying with TikTok, it's so easy. Um, You throw a video up and it's just easy and intuitive. Whereas I think that you get more data with Facebook, but it is far more difficult to figure out the structure, how to make it make money, implementing Cappy, all these different things. So it could be that that people move away for that reason.
0: Yeah, I think
1: it's interesting at the
0: moment because there's a lot of talk about how there's different groups on different social media platforms and there definitely seems to be a migration away from Facebook and it used to be almost like an age-related thing because I'm of an age that I'm the right age for Facebook now it used to be a young person's platform but it really isn't now it's I don't want to say it without offending myself now (laughs) (laughs) say middle-aged but then I don't want to identify as being middle-aged so it's like the over 30s over 35s would be on Facebook but the under 30s are on Instagram yeah and then it seems to be a very young platform that's on TikTok but then I also see quite a mixture that's on there as well because there's always those that don't fit in the segments that are going to use it anyway
1: yes Yeah. And I think a lot of at least people that I follow on TikTok, probably this is not standard, but a lot of people that I follow are like people that are educating about different their field, be it medical or entomology, kind of whatever it is that they're educated in. So I think that that's interesting too. But I think then there's probably a lot of just like weird stuff that happens on TikTok that I don't know about too, because I'm not on that platform all the time. There's a lot of
0: weird stuff on TikTok. That's for real. Yeah. One of the things that I was really impressed with TikTok is I decided I wanted to use it more because I thought there's, you know, there's a a possibility here for the business and the algorithm learns what you like so quickly. It was really, really interesting because the first day I got lots of jiggling people and offensive things and so much swearing. And it was like, nope, don't like it, don't like it, don't like it. And then it started to show me other things. And so now my feed is full of dogs, which is fine. I'm quite happy with that. Lots of music, which is fine. I'm quite happy with that as well. And so it's not often now where it gets it
1: wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it really does learn what you like very quickly. And that's, I think, one of the things that all algorithms kind of have in common is that we've figured out how to make it really pick up on what you like and what you're interested in really quickly so anytime you get on instagram tiktok any one of those it's going to pick that up quickly
0: one of the things that's interesting because you have the instagram reels and you have tiktok where they actively say discover these people whereas facebook seems to be a lot more closed off
1: yes yeah That is an interesting thing that Facebook has done. I'm not really sure why they've chosen to do that. I don't know if that has to do with data loss in the algorithm. I mean, it does still show you sometimes like this person, you might like this person, but I'm not sure if that's, yeah, I can't say for sure what that's about. It's strange.
0: (laughs) It's an interesting perspective, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So where do you think that Facebook marketing is going to go next?
1: Oh, man, it's so hard to say. Nobody really knows for sure at this point, but I do think there's a couple of things that I think that Facebook really needs to focus on if they're going to keep their game strong. And one of those things is really listening to the marketers that are doing the ads right now. It seems like the people that they hire to help people that aren't able to hire agencies like mine really have never done ads before. They've never run the ads. They don't know. They've just taken kind of whatever information has been given to them in their training process. And it feels like nobody has asked the marketer what is the best protocol or what is what they would recommend in this scenario. So really you're going to get it really base level information. And I do think that they are trying to kind of phase people like me out and make it easier for just the regular person to run ads. So we'll see if they get that accomplished. And if they do, I think that could be a game changer for them. And then the other thing that they're really pushing hard right now is the metaverse. Have you heard anything about that? I was listening to a podcast yesterday
0: and it was actually a lawyer, an attorney in the U S who works with web three and he has like virtual meeting rooms. That's all through the metaverse. And, you know, he does like VIP days on yachts and it's all within this metaverse. And it it, it was so interesting because It was really different to what I expected the conversation to be, because my initial thing is I don't like crypto. I don't trust any of those things. I don't like the idea of the metaverse. And then I listen to that and going, well, actually, that's quite interesting.
1: Yeah, it is really interesting. I especially like the sort of virtual meeting idea. But then there's like clothes that you can buy in the metaverse. And I'm like, no, I want real clothes that I can wear on my body. (laughs) So (laughs) I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, like you said, that would be an interesting thing to do is go on a VIP yacht in this metaverse. But I don't know. I'm sort of with you where I'm like on the fence. Like I don't know if I like this metaverse thing. But I think that one of the things that Facebook is really pushing with this metaverse is that then they'll be able to advertise within their own universe basically and so they'll have more control of what you see what you hear what you all of those things like they'll have control of the advertising whereas right now they don't have as much control because there's been all these systems put in place by Apple and Google and other platforms that kind of make it difficult for them to gather information So within the metaverse, I think that they'll have more opportunities to do that because that, I mean, you'll be in there yachting and stuff. So obviously you're interested in yachts, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can see how it could be incredibly powerful as somebody who is a parent of kids with additional support needs. I have one who rarely goes out of the house. She lives her life online. So I can see how for somebody like her, for somebody who's maybe wheelchair bound, for somebody who maybe has really severe agoraphobia, this could open up a whole different world of opportunities you know that somebody in a wheelchair can go and do a bobsleigh run or be involved in something on a different level and we did a lot of work around virtual reality and augmented reality and we could see how for people that have difficulties in getting involved in things at whatever level this then opens up something new so I'm interested to see how web3 and the metaverse actually fits in with that as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's the piece that's really interesting to me. Like those sorts of opportunities are really inspiring and like heartfelt. And I think they could be a game changer for somebody. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where all of that goes. I think I certainly like that idea more than buying a virtual outfit. Definitely. Yes. I
0: have enough trouble (laughs) buying a real one. I'm certainly not going to be buying a virtual one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So do you think it's actually harder to be
1: successful with Facebook ads now compared to a couple of years ago? I think it's harder to know what's working than it was a couple of years ago for sure and so that can definitely translate into it's harder to run but really it's hard to know what's working and what's not working. You really in order to get data need a third party like triple whale is what we recommend and it is a kind of reporting system where it pulls all the data from different information sources. So Google analytics, your Shopify store, and then also Facebook ads. And so it analyzes all of that. And then it puts it into kind of a format that is understandable for you and you can have tangible results. For instance, one of my ads has maybe a one X return on it. And I see that, but I have UTM tags on that ad. And so I can go into Google analytics and check, is this actually only have one sale on it? That is a one X return, or is there more that I'm not seeing that Facebook isn't picking up and triple whale helps you do that sort of stuff. So it's definitely harder to figure out what's working, what's not working and what to put more money towards and what you should just give up on. So I think it is more difficult to run ads just all by yourself at this point.
0: It seems that data plays a huge part
1: in every element to do with it. Yes. Yeah, it does. And also we create a ton of custom metrics to look at within Facebook. And if you don't know what those are, like for instance, we've created thumb stop ratios on all of our videos to see like where people are kind of falling off. And if you don't have all of that information, it's so hard to tell what is going to be your winning ad and what's not. So it's a bit
0: of a tangent question for you, but do you like maths? No, I actually hate math. (laughs) (laughs) Just because there's all this data and I'm thinking, I, I know for the audience, they'll be looking at it and going, I really don't do maths. I really don't do that kind of data stuff. So it's interesting. I thought it'd be interesting to see if you were a maths person.
1: No, I am absolutely not. I still count on my fingers and my toes. <laughs> math is not my strong suit. But I can tell you from somebody that hates doing math, it is easy to look at the data and see what's working within all of those platforms. So that's one thing that I do really appreciate about technology is that it does its math for me. sounds good definitely sounds good so what
0: tips could you give somebody who's just starting out
1: so i think one of the biggest things that i see people really concerned about is the learning phase forget the learning phase it does not matter facebook is always like oh you have to spend more money on this if you want to get it out of the learning phase Forget that nonsense. You really, it depends on your audience size if it's ever going to get out of learning phase. So I have bottom of funnel audiences that will never be out of the learning phase because they're such a small audience. And that's okay. It doesn't matter. The return is good. That's what matters. And same with like some of my top of funnel ads. If I have a smaller audience that I'm targeting to, it just doesn't make sense to put more money towards it because the frequency will then get high. And then at that point, you're wasting your ad spend, which leads me to my next tip. Make sure that you're looking at your frequency because if your frequency is getting too high, I I would say stay around one, one and a half for the, the top of the funnel. And then towards the bottom of the funnel, don't let it get past three. But I've seen accounts that have like a 20 frequency. And that is way too high. Like (laughs) if people are not buying from you with a 20 frequency, they're not going to buy from you. So don't waste your money. So I think that that's, those are two of my big tips. Also, I would say start out with targeting broad audiences. That's going to be really through and through. That's where I see You can put a couple of interests in there, but do like interests together and don't do more than 20 interests in one ad set. I see people get really carried away with the interests. Sometimes they'll have like 700 interests in one (laughs) ad set and it's too much. Like the algorithm freaks out and they're like, I don't know what to do. And this is like too, too much. So (laughs) don't give it too much to deal with. It's it's a fragile creature. So I would say no more than 20 interests in one audience and make sure that they're kind of like interests. And so, yeah, you're kind of targeting the same like people.
0: I can imagine if it was a case of like niching down and it was all those interests, you're going to end up with like one person in the world that's going to fit that.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to get into like the this person must like elephants and they also must like the color pink and they also must wear nike shoes like you don't want to get into that like that's the algorithm yeah makes the algorithm tweaky
0: <laughs>
1: probably gives it a migraine it
0: needs to go and sit in the corner and recover for a while exactly yeah <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> sounds like technology all over actually but there you go yes yeah yeah but if you had like an interest that was like adidas shoes and nike shoes and i don't know what's another fitness yeah yeah if you had a fitness one that's perfect that's like a broad audience that the algorithm will know what to do with that information
0: yeah, so it really needs to be relevant. So if it was something around that, it would be maybe a particular brand fitness and maybe something to do with nutrition would make yeah. sense to pair that up. So you would say, well, you know, it's Adidas and fitness and keto, for example, would make sense to put those
1: together. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. So how can people connect with you? They can email me anytime at social at They can also check out our website, digitaldarts.com.au. We also do several different things. We do SEO, we do Google ads. So if you're interested in any of those things, Lawrence is going to be the guy that you talk to to get all of that information.
0: That's absolutely perfect. Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. It's been really enlightening and it explains so much of why I get so confused with Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it'll be easier one day. Definitely.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you for listening to the Video Production Academy podcast or watching it if you're viewing us on YouTube. I'm Lee Midlane and I've been your host for this episode. If you'd like more information, resources, or free downloads, head over to the Video Production Academy at www.videoproductionacademy.co.uk. Reach out if you have any questions, queries, or comments, and subscribe to hear more inspiring conversations with business owners, just like you, who've built their business using video. Until next week, shoot for the moon.